You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today, we're going to talk about podcasts, but first, let's catch up on life lately. Sarah, what's been happening with you? I would like to talk about yard work, a favorite topic of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Since we moved into our house about two years ago, we have done the bare minimum of yard work to not have people call the city for code violations. So we've mowed (laughs) on a semi-regular basis, and that's about it. But weeds have taken over the front part of our house and this other area in front of our porch. This fall, I decided we were going to get it together and plant some native plants. And that's just what I've done. I enjoyed the process more than I thought I would once I was out there. I actually really like digging in the dirt and find it really therapeutic. (laughs) And it's something that has been missing from my life. Also, the stark before and after contrast is Mm. really satisfying when before it was just covered in weeds and looked really scraggly. And then afterwards, we have this beautiful bed with our native plants. We'll see how long I'll be able to maintain it. Mm. I told the person when I was looking for plants, it needs to be very clear to me what is a weed and what is not. (laughs) Mm. And I need things that are incredibly low maintenance. So I'm hopeful that... The efforts of this fall will be able to reap for years to come because everything I planted is a perennial. Yay. What is new with you? This weekend, I went to a conference in Washington, D.C. It was my longest time ever away from Plum. And the weekend also included lots of solo parenting for Andrew. Mm Mm-hmm. I was glad to get away and I was able to see a friend while I was up there, but It also felt like a lot. You know, I thought it might feel easier to get out of town on my own. I know you've talked about how that's something that's Mm -hmm. easier for you. I love it. And in many ways it was, but also the logistics leading up to it Mm. and then things that happened while I was away. For instance, we lost power on Thursday night after I was already gone. Uh And so then Andrew was having to make all these decisions himself about what to throw away or keep in our fridge since the Mm. power had been out for 14 hours. The freezer was fine, luckily, but 14 hours without refrigeration, some questionable things in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot on him. And I think it was exhausting really for everybody. And I miss them. And then add to that that the conference felt like a lot of buildup to get there and then was just basically a day and a half. And I was kind of like, huh, (laughs) was this worth it? How many days total were you gone then? I left Thursday afternoon. Conference started Friday afternoon. Went to the conference Friday and all day Saturday and then hung out with a friend Saturday night and Sunday morning and then came back. Yeah, sounds like a mixed bag overall. For sure. Let's talk now about what we've been reading. What's your latest read, Sarah? I finished My Oxford Year by Julia Whelan, and I picked this one up hoping for something really light in the chiclet genre. (laughs) And I would say the first half of the book fit the bill, but then things changed. (laughs) (laughs) So it's about a girl who moves to Oxford on a Rhodes Fellowship and falls in love with her tutor and then ends up reevaluating everything about her life. Mm. I loved the setting which is one of the reasons I picked up the book in the first place. Just imagining myself in Oxford and having that adventure abroad, and it felt really cozy. Loved everything about that. What I didn't like was how much trouble I had relating to the main characters, Mm. which meant that when there were these emotional climaxes later in the book, 
I felt really cold and unfeeling because <laughs> I wasn't going on that journey yeah. with the characters. Totally. It also felt like a different book in the second half that we got new information and the tone dramatically shifts. Mm. I wish I'd known about that going in, which isn't something that I usually say because I usually love not knowing things and having no spoilers. And I think in most cases that enhances the reading experience. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I think I would have chosen a different time to read the book. It's not that I didn't like it. It just wasn't a good fit for what I was looking with. And that incongruency didn't work for me. Yeah. In terms of recommendations, if you like the Jojo Moyne series, this mm. is in a similar vein to that. Got it. And I think you've described that before as a light read with emotional weight. Right. And that would apply in this case as well. I also found out after I finished that the author is an audiobook narrator, and she narrates this one. Okay. And I think I might have liked the experience better if I had listened to it. Hmm. So if you're thinking of picking it up and looking for something as you travel, it might be a great audiobook. What have you been reading? I recently finished listening to Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved by Kate Bowler. So this is a cancer memoir, and it's a heavy focus on the prosperity gospel. So for folks who don't know what that is, it's the idea that God is good, so God will give you everything, like wealth and heal you. I think it's probably most common in televangelism mm -hmm. that the idea is if you just believe, then you'll be healed. And if you just believe your bills will be paid, you'll have money and you'll have giant houses and fancy cars and also intertwined with Bowler's personal faith. So it has a pretty heavy, I would say, faith and religious and Christianity context she is a proponent of the prosperity gospel. Is that an accurate statement? So she's a Duke Divinity professor okay. who studies the prosperity gospel, mm. but has also been part of churches like that off and on. And so it's sort of like it starts out where she studied this thing, but then she realizes when she gets cancer how much it has infiltrated her own faith. Mm. And so it's kind of an examination of that along with the day-to-day -day of having stage four colon cancer and having a young son and being married to your high school sweetheart and being a professor and so just normal life stuff. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. It was a short read. She has a strong voice. She herself narrates the audiobook, which I love in a memoir. There are some laugh out loud parts and really the reflections on parenting and mortality were especially memorable. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that it's as poignant as other cancer memoirs I've read. And like I said, it's heavy on the Christianity and sort of religious reflections, which I didn't mind, but might not work for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend it if nothing I said about it makes you think that you will like it, basically. <laughs> So as we already said today, we have a very meta podcast for you about podcasts. <laughs> Let's start first by sharing what we love about podcasts as a form of media. I love how varied they are and how I can use them to meet different needs in my life. I use it to keep me informed about what's happening in the world. Podcasts have helped expose me to different points of view mm. and then also connect me to people in a similar phase of life. Yes. I appreciate that variety, and I think of it similarly to how I think of books, that sometimes I want to read chiclet, and mm -hmm. sometimes I want to dive into meaty nonfiction, mm -hmm. and if I'm looking for audio, 
podcasts can meet both of those needs as well, because the variety of podcasts available is truly astounding. Yes, the variety of topics and hosts is definitely one of my favorite things about podcasts too, especially when I'm interested in learning something specific. So I've listened to only one episode of some podcasts because they were talking Mm -hmm. specifically about something that I wanted to learn or someone that I love was a guest on there. Me too. So that's something that's really nice that you can just sort of dive in and it's free and it's available all the time Mm -hmm. and fairly easy to track down. Overall, I love the consistency of coming back to the same hosts and podcasts and feeling Mm. like I'm friends with them. Yes. (laughs) That part of listening is really comforting to me. I love knowing what to expect, especially from hosts that I love. I love that too. So how do you think that producing your own podcasts has influenced your podcast preferences? I don't know if it's dramatically shifted what I listen to. But I think it's given me a much greater appreciation from the work that goes into producing a great show. Mm -hmm. And when I first started listening to podcasts, it felt like, oh, this is great. I'm just listening to this thing. And I had no idea about what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Even now, we've shifted where we're both editing Friendlier, Mm -hmm. where at first it was just you and having edited Family Petals. I appreciated more of the work you were doing. And then just (laughs) think about that whenever I'm listening to a show. It's made me pay way more attention to the sound quality and how the editing has been done for content, Mm. where before I just engaged with what I was listening and didn't think as much about that. Yeah. I really notice now when shows have taken the time to edit what they're saying and distill it down to the most relevant and interesting parts of the conversation, Mm -hmm. rather than having a much longer show with no cuts. And I know not everyone agrees with that assessment. Right. I think one thing a lot of people like about podcasts is the authenticity of hearing an unedited conversation. Mm -hmm. But with the limited time I have to listen, I find myself tuning in more to shows that I feel are respecting my time by doing that work on the back end. Yeah. What about for you? So I was always super picky about audio. It would be fair to classify me as anal when it comes to audio, (laughs) both producing it and listening to it. Even if the content was amazing, I could not get over poor quality audio even before we started Friendlier. Mm -hmm. I'm more flexible about that if it's an interview podcast and it's clear that folks are being interviewed over Skype or on the phone. Right. But things like getting levels right and not being at the very top of the volume for your mic and having appropriate music is super important to me. And it's probably become a little more important, but I would say I always cared about that. So I don't know that that's a big change. Where I would say that I notice it now, Mm. but I can still ignore it. Hmm. And I don't think it bothers me as much as it bothers you. I would say that's probably fair. I think it bothers me more than it bothers most people. Yeah. (laughs) So like you, I have gotten more picky about the content since we started our pod. And I think that's most reflected not in how I listen, but how our pod has changed as we've gone along. For listeners who have been with us since the beginning, number one, we love you. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. (laughs) Yes. And you'll know that our episodes have gotten shorter over time and we come in much better prepared than we were at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually recently looking back at one of our earlier outlines when we were doing the friendship episode because I wanted to see what we'd covered. And I texted you a picture of our outline (laughs) because there was basically nothing on it. We just talked. Yeah. It was essentially a blank page with like three words or something like that. (laughs) Whereas now we think out much more 
what we want to say and what flow we want to have between the questions and self-editing a little bit more, where I think the earlier (laughs) episodes, you were editing a much longer episode to get it down even to the 45 minutes because we kept saying the same things over and over (laughs) and over. Bless our hearts. Yep. And I know that's not for everyone, but it's what's worked for us and it's made the editing much easier, as you've told me numerous times. Yes, for sure. You know, I used to really love unedited conversations. And for instance, the podcast On Being releases both an edited version and a full length that's just unedited. And I would often choose to listen to the full length one, Mm -hmm. which is a choice I would never make now. And I think that preference for a more curated conversation has actually changed more based on the logistics of my life, which is what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Sarah, tell us about what listening to podcasts looks like logistically in your life. I find it really challenging to find the time. Mm -hmm. And I had talked earlier in the year about how I'd gotten into audiobooks and had a month where I listened to six audiobooks. And then it's dramatically dropped off since then. And it's not that I don't enjoy that, but it's hard to find a chunk of time to listen right now. Yes. I think lots of folks do it while they're commuting, but that's not as much of an option when I'm biking my kids around. Yeah. And I've also found as the kids have gotten older that if I'm listening in the house when they're around, I get really frustrated because (laughs) I don't like to be interrupted and I want to hear everything I'm listening to. Uh So it creates this really bad downward spiral of terribleness (laughs) where I am annoyed at getting interrupted and they're annoyed that I'm not paying attention to them and we're both (laughs) frustrated with each other. It's not good. So I've switched to listening to music more when the kids are around, Mm -hmm. which has led to a happier family, but has also led to a decrease in podcast listening time. Yeah. The best time for me is when the kids are at school and I'm doing things around the house. And then I can usually get in a big chunk and it makes accomplishing those tasks feel more fun because I'm also getting to do something that I don't get to do normally. Yeah. Other than that, I really struggle to fit it in. I also want to give a shout out to High Speed Audio, which I (laughs) have only recently discovered because it makes such a difference in terms of how many shows I can fit in in the time that I have. Uh Uh-huh. I've also found that because of the way my time is structured, I have fewer shows I keep up with in real time. And I go through more phases with shows where I'll want to listen to one and I'll do 10 episodes and then I'll move on to another show which I think really feeds my need for instant gratification. Mm, And if mm -hmm. I'm enjoying something, getting to keep continuing it. Yeah. And it's just a better fit for the structure of my life. How are you fitting podcasts into your life these days? Listening also happens in podcast binges for me, just like you said. So when I get in the mood to listen to all the episodes of a show that I have, Mm -hmm. and then I feel really accomplished when I'm caught up, but then I might not necessarily want to go back to it soon. Mm-hmm. In terms of my actual days when I fit it in is occasionally laundry folding, sometimes walking, like walking to pick plum up mm. or driving to teach yoga or something like that. So a little bit when I'm commuting, as it were. But really, I just don't have that much time. I mean, I was thinking back about how many podcasts I listened to before Plum was born when I was still working outside the home. And I had 10 hours of bus commuting and walking per week mm-hmm. that I could just fill with audio. So I was all about podcasts. I was 
was all about audiobooks. Yes. I was about all of it. <laughs> and I just don't have that kind of time anymore, mm-hmm. especially since I still like to partake in audiobooks. And so often I have to prioritize that because they have to go back to the library and it feels like the podcast will always be there. I think that's one of the reasons I like traveling by myself is because Mm. it's this really big stretch where I can get caught up and that having those to look forward to makes the traveling experience feel luxurious in this way because it's not something I get to do on a regular basis. Yeah, that is definitely true. I got through almost a whole audiobook and whole regular book on my trip this weekend. Yes. Which definitely would not have happened had I been home. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's discuss specific shows that we love and what we love about them. And one of our favorite ways to find new shows is to get recommendations. Mm-hmm. There are just so many pods out there, and it can be so hit or miss that getting a recommendation from a trusted friend will move something really high up my list. So we're going to share our favorites. But we would also love for listeners to chime in with their favorites so we can be introduced to new shows and add some to our rotation. Yes. So we've already talked about how we both mostly binge listen, given logistics. Mm -hmm. But are there any shows that you try and keep up with on the weekly or as often as they come out? Yes, I have a few. One is the NPR Politics Podcast which comes out at least twice a week. Mm. And I do keep up with that because if you're not listening as it's coming out, it is no longer relevant because things move so fast. Right. I also do some print media, but I really appreciate getting the different perspectives and hearing it in audio form. Often as I'm brushing my teeth at night, I'll start listening and do that as I'm doing my evening routine. The other two that I keep up with are the Girl Next Door podcast, which we've talked about many times on the show before. Yes, it's a friendlier favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. So my current favorite podcast and my only consistent listen right now is Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. It's so good. It's so good. For me, it's this amazing balance of hosts that I love engaging topics, spirituality, and Harry Potter that I don't think about or really talk about consistently anywhere else in my life, Mm -hmm. and really high-quality audio and content curation. So for me, that is the whole package. And I'm not sure it would work as well for everyone because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and also love spirituality religion talk. Same. (laughs) So I'm kind of a niche market for that one, probably. Mm -hmm. But I know you love it, too. So what do you love about it? I do. And I think it really brings me back to my days of studying religion Mm -hmm. at Hendricks College and having those kind of conversations I just find really meaningful. And I think I shared with you recently that I've been going through my podcasts and thinking about how they make me feel when I'm done with them. Mm. And I was realizing that some shows were making me feel frustrated or angry or loving my life a little bit less. Interesting. Where Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, I always leave it feeling like I want to be a better human being and person in the world. Absolutely. So I'm trying to pay attention to those things and focus on the shows that really do leave me feeling inspired the way this one does. Mm. And I'm listing it as my weekly listen, but for complete transparency, that is after just binging as I did all of the garden work to get caught up. So you're current. Yes, because I had fallen behind for a little while. And I got to meet them at PodCon last year, and they're just as lovely in person as they are on the show. Those are hosts like Kelsey and Erica of The Girl Next Door that I'm like, I consider you some of my dearest friends and you barely know me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
But isn't it great that shows can really make you feel like that and feel that sense of connection? I think that's part of the podcast magic. Agreed. What about podcasts where the consistent piece is the host? Do you have any like that that you follow or would recommend? I don't have any that I listen to consistently. I usually jump in when there's somebody on that I want to hear the way that you described earlier. For example, today I was listening to a great podcast about cultural appropriation and yoga that was on the podcast From the Heart Mm. by, I think it's Yoga Girl. I'm not too familiar with her, but somebody had pointed me in that direction and I'm probably not going to listen to any of her other podcasts, but I was really curious about this topic and loved being a part of that conversation. Nice. Recently, I've also been listening to the Food Psych podcast by Christy Harrison. Oh, yes. That one's good. And it's another interview show. And I have been picking and choosing the episodes, but really enjoying those conversations around diet culture and weight stigma and the way our society approaches food as a whole. There are a few episodes I'd really recommend, and I'll be sure to list those in the show notes. So as I've discussed before, my favorite host on a podcast is Anna Sale of WNYC's Death, Sex, and Money. Mm-hmm. I used to, in my podcast listening heyday, was always current <laughs> with Death, Sex, and Money. But I really haven't caught up since Plum was born. I think some of it is that the content on that one can be pretty heavy. Mm. And so it didn't always feel like the right listen with my limited time. But I love Anna Sale. I think she is the best interviewer I've ever heard. I also love that she's similar to our age. She's another one that I think I've said before. I feel like she's my best friend. Like, <laughs> Anna, if you need a friend in North Carolina, just call me. It'll be great. <laughs> This is also a podcast that Andrew and I both love. So even though I'm not current, we often come back to it, especially when we're on road trips together. Nice. So something that I really love to do when I'm folding laundry, especially if Plum is around or when I'm cooking, where I don't need to have my full attention on a podcast, when I just want conversation or I just want company, Mm -hmm. I turn to the conversational style podcast a lot like ours, to be honest. What are some of your favorite conversational style ones? My two favorites are The Girl Next Door and The Cohesive Home Podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's another one that I should have listed in the ones I keep up with because their release schedule isn't always consistent. Mm -hmm. But whenever I see it in my feed, I listen to it very quickly. Two, I want to add to that are Streamline Motherhood, which we have talked about on the pod before. That's Kate of The Cohesive Home, her new podcast. And then Highs and Lows, who's a listener of ours, Jennifer. And I was on that podcast, one of its early episodes. And she brings in really interesting folks to have conversations about. And so I guess it's a little bit like a hosted show, but how the style of it is feels more conversational to me. And that you know what to expect through the format. Yeah, exactly. So we've both mentioned, I think, that Podcasts are a great thing to turn to if you want to be inspired or to learn about something that you don't know much about. Are there podcasts that you'd recommend in that general category? Yes. And some of these are in a conversational style too. A new one I've just found is called She's All Fat. Yes. And it has that conversational feel and the different segments that you know to expect as you go through. Mm -hmm. But also fascinating interviews. They cover great topics. And it's definitely been changing the way I am thinking about my body and thinking about how I talk about my body and other people's bodies in society. They had a great episode recently about how to raise a body positive child, which was amazing. They're just really fun to listen to. And you're also getting this inspirational, educational piece at the same time. Exactly. Another favorite is More Perfect, Mm. which is produced by the same people who run Radiolab. So it's incredibly high quality, 
really well-researched about Supreme Court cases mm-hmm. and what was going on in the background at the time that they happened and how they have influenced things to the present day. Some of them are court cases I'd heard of before, and many of them weren't. And just hearing more about the judicial branch and what all is happening with that is fascinating. Yeah. It's been a favorite road trip listen when I'm by myself. Another one I've mentioned before is We Live Here, which is out of St. Louis Public Radio. And their tagline is for people somewhere on the woke spectrum. (laughs) And they cover race issues based in St. Louis, but applicable across the country. Yeah. Their most recent season is the fourth one, and they're covering the topic of housing. I've loved their previous seasons as well, but I think this one is their best one yet. Another one I've been enjoying is Still Processing, which is hosted by two New York Times writers, and they discuss popular culture, specifically covering Black popular culture in movies, film, music, which for me, as you know, I know very little about pop culture in general. And so it's been a great education for me to hear that piece and specifically about Black culture and thinking about it in a way I haven't before. And they're just funny, relatable, really interesting people. Love it. And one more conversational podcast that's great when I'm wanting to feel inspired, especially great if I'm wanting to be purging my house of my children's belongings, (laughs) is the Minimalist Moms podcast, which the title pretty much says it all. What are your favorite podcasts to listen to for inspiration and education? The first one is a parenting podcast called You Are Parenting Mojo, which is Hmm. basically research-based parenting, and the host has a lot of interviews with experts. And so that's something that I dip into when I feel like I need parenting inspiration, Mm -hmm. and there have been some really good ones, and I feel like parenting podcasts can be tricky because some of them can feel shamey or judgmental. Yes. And I think this one does a pretty good job at not coming across that way. Yes, because usually if I'm having a hard time... I don't need someone to tell me all the ways I'm doing things that are wrong. Yes. Because I probably already know that I'm doing them wrong. (laughs) Yeah. A relatively new one to me is Conversations with People Who Hate Me. And it's such an interesting premise because it starts with someone who made a comment on social media, like a hateful comment. And so they get that person Mm -hmm. and then also the person whose stuff was commented on. So maybe it was a video. Maybe it was an article that they wrote. And they talk to them both and then talk to them together. Hmm. And so that's really interesting. I just listened to a really good episode that was recommended actually at the conference that I was at this weekend called Latinx about the use of that gender neutral term. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And I'm looking forward to getting more into that at some point. It's fascinating to me that people are willing to have that conversation in a public forum. Yeah. I am very intrigued. I definitely want to give this a listen. Yeah. And this one episode I've listened to was really good. I don't know if they all come off as well as this one did, but that's the one I would start with. But to even come on the show, it seems like you need to be willing to engage in conversation and want to do that. So yes, it seems that the people who are agreeing to that would be more than trolls on the internet looking to just spew hate. Yeah, it's nice in that way. And then the last one that I love that I dip into here and there, but really have loved everything that I listen to is Code Switch, which is an NPR podcast. Mm. And I think the best episode that I heard was Behind the Lies My Teacher Told Me, which is about how American history is represented in schools Mm -hmm. and the impact it has. So Code Switch basically focuses on issues of race and culture, but they do it in a really broad way. This one that I liked was about education, but they talk about other cultural things like transracial adoption. I mean, it's a nice mix of topics and 
probably there's something great in there for everyone. That one's on my to-listen list. How about a miscellaneous category? Are there any pods that you want to mention that you haven't yet? Yeah. When I'm looking for something specific to read and want to go outside my normal venues for that, Mm -hmm. I really love listening to Ann Bogle's What Should I Read Next or the Reading Women podcast, going into it based on episodes that I think will give me lots of great reads to walk away with. And my one that I haven't mentioned yet, which is a little different than all the rest because it's a narrative podcast, but it's autobiographical. It's called Not By Accident. Mm. And it's about a woman named Sophie who has a baby on her own through artificial insemination. It's basically the whole story of that. And she's working up to the present day. So I'm not current on that one, but I have loved it in the past. And it's a little bit of a different style because it is the story rather than conversation. Mm-hmm. Does Plum listen to any kids shows yet? She doesn't. We mainly listen to those on road trips. And mm. the two that we love have been But Why and Sparkle Stories. And Sparkle Stories is actually one we've used a lot during rest times for our kids and just find them to be the perfect calming thing, but that still is engaging their imagination and has led to a lot of great conversations with our kids. Cool. I think we'll end our discussion about podcasts there. But listeners, as Sarah said, we want to hear which podcasts you love and the things you like best about your favorites, as well as how you fit in podcast listening in your life. Let's finish by talking about what we've been eating. I have been making every week spaghetti with meat sauce, and this started with tomatoes when tomatoes were happening, but now I've just switched to jarred sauce, which is so easy and so delicious. I just feel like spaghetti and meat sauce is the perfect dinner because you're hitting the carbs, you're hitting the veg in terms of tomato, and you're hitting the protein with the meat. And then I love to pile on the Parmesan cheese. Mm. So for me, it's just really amazing. I love the Parmesan cheese, but I don't really love spaghetti. Hmm. Pasta is not my favorite usually. Interesting. I don't know why that is. Yeah, me neither. I feel puzzled about that, Sarah. (laughs) If it has a really good cream sauce, that's the direction I want to go. Like a good fettuccine Alfredo, I'm all in. Or ravioli, yes, please. Yes. But pasta with tomato sauce, not a huge fan. Hmm. Though I do always love to have a bag of pasta and some jarred sauce for those nights where we just need to throw something together. It's so easy. What have you been eating? I've been enjoying having avocado toast. Yes, completely cliche for breakfast. You're such a millennial. (laughs) I know. But it is delicious and filling and has been the perfect thing before heading off for our day Mm -hmm. that I feel like it sticks with me longer than other things I was eating. Nice. And it's just delicious. So I just toast a piece of bread, Mm -hmm. smash up half an avocado, salt and pepper, and eat it up. I love it. If you want to go fancy, I recommend adding feta cheese Mm. and hot sauce. Mm, Okay. I'm on board with the feta cheese. The hot sauce feels more like a lunch thing. I don't know if I'm ready for that at 8 a.m. Maybe. Well, I'm from the land of (laughs) breakfast tacos, so I'm always ready for hot sauce on my breakfast. That is true. I also have this smoky chipotle cholula Mm. that is not quite as hot, but still brings that smokiness and depth of flavor that I am all about to my avocado toast. I love it. Also, if you want Other textural things, sunflower seeds. So good. Hmm. So many things to explore. (laughs) 
That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. If you want to join in the conversation, you can leave a comment on our website, friendlierpodcast.com, on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or send an email to friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Was a host? Do you mean a guest? I Yes. Only a recent discoverer of... <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I hit my drawer on my mm. makeshift desk. Nice. I'm having trouble because I filled out my outlines like two weeks ago. So yeah, like, well, I'm having trouble because I didn't think about it till this morning and filled it out then. <laughs> so we have the opposite problem. Yep. <laughs>